friends, Shauna Tucker here and Happy New Year. I'm pleased to bring you this edition of Electric Violin Shop's Rockstar Violinist podcast, which features cellist Jen Cornell. I was introduced to Jen's music through a suggestion on EVS's Facebook page. Thank you, friend. I went over to her website and was immediately intrigued by her music, but even more so enraptured with her tremendous energy and spirit. You may recognize Jen Cornell's name from her tenure as cellist with the genre-bending fusion duo Montana Skies, whose original compositions have been featured everywhere, including the Travel Channel and NPR. These days, Jen is a solo cellist with enough vibrance, virtuosity, and joy to captivate audiences with her intricately spun, looped cello compositions and arrangements. But again, it's her infectious spirit and apparent joy in how she literally dances with her cellos that turns unassuming listeners into instant fans. In addition to being a recording artist and NS design artist, she plays the impressive six-string CR cello series, and a session artist for film and television scores, Jen has carved out a very special role for herself at the Hartsfield-Jackson International Airport in Atlanta, also known as the world's busiest airport, by entertaining travelers and providing a respite of soulful comfort in an otherwise cold and impersonal space. Jen Cornell invited me to her beautiful studio in Atlanta to discuss her acoustic and electric cellos, her gear and amplification preferences, her technological implementation, composition with her loop station, the choreography and cello playing, and much more. Hi, Jen Cornell. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so happy to be sitting here with you because what's interesting is that even though we met on the street. On the street. By Classic. Ch- happen chance. But you were, yeah, but you were on the other side of the street, right? I was, I was a little That's far. I remember it, yeah. But the, the best thing about being cellists is that we recognize, game recognizes <laughs> yes. game, honey. Yes, Tribe. I saw, that's right. Yes, I saw you, you had a cello. Yes. And I was like, cello! I don't know yeah. what I said, but I was just yeah. like... <gasps> yeah, you were. It was awesome. You were bursting <laughs> with you joy. you might not have even, like, I don't, I don't remember all of the details. Mm-hmm. I just remember knowing that you were existing in Durham and I didn't know who you were, Mm -hmm. but I was like, I have to say hi to her because she's my cello sister. Yes. There we go. So then fast forward, someone Mm -hmm. uh, referred you you and your playing and your sound to Electric Violin Shop on Facebook. Cool. And said, we need to interview you. And so here we are. Look at that. Here we are. Look at that. Two years later. I know. Finally, we get to connect for real, not on opposite sides of the street. Right. So I can like, (laughs) like, just like ask you about all your business and just ask you all types of questions like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hit me. You're Mm -hmm. an NS design artist. Yes. Yes. How many strings? What's, what's your. Six. I went for six. I went all the way. girl. Now. So you just. All the way here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I have to say I do love the upper, mm-hmm. the upper register of mm-hmm. the of the six string, uh, but the low is sweet too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I also see lots of video of you wrecking it in the best way possible mm-hmm. with your acoustic cello. Mm-hmm. Tell me about your preference for how you use both. Okay, so like how I choose between them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like sing a song to want to say I love you little baby but I'm gonna go play over here <laughs> don't be jealous yeah no I mean they're both really super awesome I mean the acoustic cello I love the the wood for mm. I mean obviously we all think of cello uh, in our society mainly like Game of Thrones and like super rich throaty yeah. kind of cello melody type stuff but 
besides that aspect of the wood, I really love the hitting of the percussive elements. And even the way the bridge responds to being hit on the acoustic is different than Mm -hmm. on the electric. Mm -hmm. And then on the electric, um, I love... It's so sexy, too, like its own way. And the fact that it... I don't know, it feels... um, so powerful mm-hmm. it can be intoxicating mm-hmm. even when taking it visually out and people go oh what you know what is that yeah um you better be sure you have something to deliver yes people you are looking at that instrument that they're fabulous. like that's cool and mm-hmm. then you're like oh, oh hi <laughs> yeah. i'm learning no. i also love the acoustic one like um i play on both of them, the kind of gypsy world styles, but mm-hmm. I do love the way it sounds on the acoustic, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to yeah. dive in a little, mm-hmm. like almost instantly in that mm-hmm. whole style, yeah. um, listeners, I just want to give you a sort of um, taste or reference to how Jen plays. There's this, it's almost like this sort of dance, this like choreographed, but but improv improvised. Um, it's like an all body experience when you're, mm-hmm. even though you're sitting down, you're just like so fluid with, with your arms. Um, and, and it's almost like when you're, when you're doing chords, there's just a bunch of arm mm-hmm. movement and mm-hmm. then you're slapping the cello uh-huh. and then you're yeah. slapping the fingerboard and you just do, then the bow is involved and some ricochet and yeah. it's very percussive. Uh-huh. What, it is. Tell me about the origins of like, are you a drummer too? What the heck, girl? Oh, thank you. <laughs> no, I do love the like dancing. Mm-hmm. And so um, I dance as part of my daily life. Mm-hmm. Just I feel movement in my body. And that's the way I play the cello. It feels right. Mm-hmm. So that's why I do it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I wouldn't move like that. It's not a manufactured like show thing. It's like yeah. just it feels like the way to make the sound and move the energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why I play the cello like that because the cello is an extension of me and when I'm playing it to be, you know, really shining my own heart, then I have to just move. Otherwise mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like I'm connected to the cello and to the people I'm sharing the music with. Yeah. Fortunately or unfortunately, I guess if you overcome the, the, the concept of I'm going to play the cello now and mm-hmm. then it, you go over and get this inanimate object and yeah. then you make sound and I'm sounding like a robot because often we're kind of taught to just to approach the cello as if it's it's something separate from ourselves instead mm-hmm. of um, a tool or a vessel Absolutely. to make that music. Yeah, and I think you've totally tapped into that too. Um, there's this there's this phrase about the cello being a block of wood. Mm-hmm. Don't be a slave to a block of wood. Right, right. That's the phrase. But in Italian. Yes. <laughs> so it's so eloquent. Don't be a slave <laughs> to the. <laughs> sorry, Italian friends. I, yes. My accent is horrible. Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> there is something to be said though about the the acousticness. Or the acousticity. I don't think that's a word, but I like it. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> when you can like when you can have so much 
depth and presence and resonance. Mm. Um, but then I find it interesting that you are doing all of this without fear of feedback, without mm. fear of mm. like, what is, what would you mind sharing mm. your amplification, I your amplified process? I don't Let mind us know how you can do this. Like what is it, <coughs> microphone or mm. pickup or both? I, I've, I've, switched around and mm -hmm. I just go with the flow so like right now I'm using just the, the realist pickup mm -hmm. by David Gage and NS design mm -hmm. on the acoustic cello but I also had an AMT amplified microphone technology mm -hmm. mic mm -hmm. so that's the way I'm amplifying right now and then when I'm at a venue I'll ask them to put up a mic mm -hmm. if it feels right but like if it's a super loud environment that wouldn't make sense yeah then you'd be dealing with it. <clears throat> or if like I want to go through a lot of pedals or something. Mm -hmm. But so um, there is a sound man, um, Jeff Lord Algae in, in uh, Wyoming. He's a very knowledgeable man. And I asked him about sound. And he said that I shouldn't be able to sit on my amp the way that I do and play <laughs> unless I had baby Jesus and aliens on my side. <laughs> so I'm thinking, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe both. So maybe <laughs> maybe like, don't yeah. copy what I'm doing. I'm not sure. <laughs> but no, I use a Fender amp. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes people take a line out from that. Mm -hmm. And I'll sit on that like a monitor and the sound will go up. Or just for smaller gigs you know, sit on that. Yeah. And then for bigger venues, bypass that entirely and just have them take the line out from my pedals. Mm -hmm. And your pedals, because um, I know I heard reverb. There's, there, there is, with both of your acoustic and your NS, there's just such a, a presence that is, it, it sounds um, enhanced. Like the cello mm -hmm. is just, we can hear it bigger or we can mm -hmm. hear it the same the way that you would it sounds amplified but not mm -hmm. on off you know well, isn't it awesome with the the um amplification though yeah. how we can alter the sound yeah and i like that i like extending the spectrum of sound and eqing mm -hmm. so that you get more low mm -hmm. and a little more high mm -hmm. that's really um I think really an element that's nice with technology to be able to do that. Do you do you EQ from your amp or do you have a separate DI that or both? So right now with everything I wanted to go analog and really simple and put that responsibility on sound techs. Mm -hmm. Are you listening and, sound yeah, techs? Yeah. Yeah. I had to earn that money. Cuz I want to be an artist. <laughs> right. But I know that there's artistry in sound too. This is why we're talking about right. it, and I and I do value that. But just just taking away that one element. Mm -hmm. Before that, um, I was using in the the project I used to play with um, Montana Skies, mm -hmm. um, Ableton Live, and a Mac computer, and that and the guitarist in Montana Skies really was the artist in that area and I give him kudos for what he did. for granted or maybe don't realize is the amount of um, uh, brain power mm -hmm. or um, 
training or just work that goes into the thought process of making the music before you actually physically start oh, making yeah. it. yeah. Which is probably a good segue mm-hmm. into your use of the mothership of loop pedals. Mm. You have a Boss RC300. I do, the RC300. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then this clearly not something that you just walk up on and just start pressing pedals and like, oh, right. that was great, that worked. Right. What is your thought process in building these like soundscapes that mm-hmm. last anywhere from two minutes mm-hmm. to 12 minutes? Right. Um, well, I feel like it's a balance, mm-hmm. right? Going back to, to what we were just talking about, about really wanting to, to be an artist. I think it's a balance for me to let the song dictate what I do and not get too caught up in the technology, mm-hmm. even though you could go that whole route and, and let the technology lead you the other way around. It's not the way that I'm choosing to do it. So the so what my understanding of what we're sort of talking about is it's just so big it's a big topic yeah. you know like we could make a whole podcast on I this because I feel like it's like a great question about artistry how do you how do you still use technology to be to be furthering your artistry mm-hmm. as opposed to being a slave to the technology right. like we're talking about a slave to a box of wood right so sometimes I get really like in my poopy pants about the pedal and technology and Mm -hmm. and I get frustrated and then I just have to go back to like, I'm just gonna jam out on some D minor, you know, harmonic minor Mm -hmm. scales for a while. Mm -hmm. So that that helps. Yeah, Mm -hmm. just keep coming back to center. I don't know. I mean, that's about that's about the best I can do for a short answer. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's a lot right. there. It's a really rich topic. It is um, is never ending. That's probably the the long and short of the concept of of looping. I mean, there's people that that I I saw a violist who had um, several loop pedals mm-hmm. like small ones mm-hmm. and then the rc300 i have one as well yeah uh-huh. and then something i had I mean, a feeling just, that you did you know i did girl i saw it i was like <laughs> i have that i have that too <laughs> so what was this violist doing what was she so doing? she was um she was using um effects um mm. i think she had like an emmy um 80 and she had that go into the rc300 and um, I think I remember seeing like a, another smaller, like a ditto setup and mm-hmm. just creating wow. walls of sound and then having that do and then improvising over it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you, my takeaway anytime I mm-hmm. see, when I see mm-hmm. you doing that, mm-hmm. when I see other artists mm-hmm. doing it, it's just like, how did your mind work? Right. Where you can know before you even start, I'm going to build this part mm-hmm. with this and well, then I'm gonna I can address that better for how I work mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah share so so bit. like I want to really fully acknowledge that I feel like technically challenged 
So that's really important. Really? Super technically In all that I see. Everything. In all that we hear. Every single thing. Wow. Yeah, like I don't feel... So, <laughs> so I feel like that, that is important for me to just, um, to acknowledge. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. But so when I, so when I'm using the looper, there's so much more I could even use it for mm-hmm. than what I am using. But then when I'm looping, I love to be cradled within a structure and mm-hmm. then within that I'm totally free. I understand. So, so you create your I'm, parameters. Yeah. So the layers, the reason that I can know like different textures and then make it different every time is because the the structure doesn't necessarily change gotcha but like i might take away like every single freaking layer i did Mm -hmm. and just rebuild it just because i want to change textures dramatically one Mm -hmm. time or another time not even hardly do many textures Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. but but knowing that within that there's a a song Mm -hmm. you know that i actually Composed. But then on the flip side, if I'm exploring something um, either by myself or out in public, you know, sometimes I don't know what I'm doing. And in that, that way, not only is it an idea and a feeling, but then it's, it's re- like, kind of like when um, it's All not the mind truly- working... It's, yeah, yeah, it's not the mind working in a logical way. It's mm-hmm. complete stream of consciousness mm-hmm. just in music. Mm-hmm. So we can all relate to stream of consciousness thought, and that's what it is to yeah. me in music. Yeah. You know that this podcast is sponsored by Electric Violin Shop, but did you also know that Electric Violin Shop is the best place on the web and in person to buy electric violins, cellos, violas, and basses from an impressive arsenal of world-renowned instrument manufacturers, including Yamaha, NS Design, Zeta, Bridge, Jordan, and more. And unlike other instrument dealers, we welcome you to try before you buy. With a 30-day return and exchange policy for instruments purchased online or in person, it's literally music to our ears. If you're ever in or near the fine state of North Carolina, you've got to stop by our storefront in Durham, right around the corner from the RDU International Airport. Visit electricviolinshop.com for our store hours and address, and give us a call to let us know that you're coming. So many of us live our lives in a, a structured way mm-hmm. and we don't realize how thought out pretty much everything that we do mm. or we live through a filter mm-hmm. and you know and so conversations mm-hmm. what can I say what can't I say mm-hmm. when we have musical conversations you know okay I'm gonna I'm gonna do my D minor harmonic mm-hmm. uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. and then we've already decided what, all that can fit into that Mm-hmm. But then sometimes you're just like, you know what, F, F this. Yeah. I'm just going to just play. Yeah. And see what happens. That And sometimes magic comes out and other times mm, The stuff that so needs much. to come out in order for the <laughs> magic to have space. That's true. I love space. that perspective. Moving energy is what we do. Mm-hmm. Music is, is, is so potent. Mm-hmm. It's actually altering people's states. Mm-hmm. It's true. So... 
not only am I getting altered, but other people are getting altered. Hey. Right? Instantly, Marvin Gaye's pushing me. <laughs> right? It's coming I mean, through my head. <laughs> it's weird. Have you ever thought about, like, why something coming in through the ears can make your body feel a certain way? Why does that work? So I never weird. thought about that. But it it's does... fascinating. It changes. It they, totally it changes, changes you. It's like this external thing... And somehow it makes me and other people feel a different way. You get a little I, deep up in this piece, Jen. <laughs> I thought that's I what like we it. were Keep here to going. do. Keep going. I love it. I thought that's I what love we were it. here to do. <laughs> we are. Okay. We are. So I read online mm. about some recent activities, okay. some recent impressive cello features on the CW network series, oh, cool. The Vampire Diaries. Yeah. Um, did episode eight happen already? It did. So it can totally we, did. how can we watch it and listen to the song scars? Um, so the episode with scars featured is the mid season, season finale of season eight. Okay. Mid season finale of season eight. Mid season. That finale. feels like there's too many seasons. How about this? There. It's, it is episode season eight, episode eight. Oh, is it episode eight? Yes, that's okay. what it said on on your website. Excellent. <laughs> but the song is also on your uh, website. Yes. Yes. And tell me about like how like just give us a, a an idea of like what that phone call was like. Mm-hmm. Was it like an email? Like was it just like oh we know each other? He's like hey girl, I need you to play mm-hmm. cello on this song. Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. does that work? And then you yeah. just get, all of a sudden you're on a series that everybody yeah. can hear. Talk to me. So fun. It's just like you and I running into each other on the street. Yeah. We were both buying wheatgrass. So this is. <laughs> Michael Michael Malarkey, mm-hmm. he's he's someone that um, is a fantastic musician and mm-hmm. working on the project, his album, I recorded on seven of his songs. Oh wow! And I respect him greatly as an artist. So and he's also proud. on the series too. Yeah, he's he's one of the sexy vampires. Hey, sexy vampire <laughs> buying wheatgrass. Yeah, sexy vegetarian. <laughs> no, vampire, right? <laughs> Hey, even, I mean, you got to keep up your energy if you're doing yes, all that night flying looking right? for people yeah. to bite. That's right. I right? mean, whatever. He oh, didn't bite him you. over. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what am you're I saying? Sorry. Nah. Yeah. Just the wheatgrass. <laughs> I I just always think that it's um, it's funny when people think that that these moments are so glamorous, you know. Mm. And maybe it used to be something different. Have your people call my people. Yeah. But at yeah. the end of the day, especially now, when you know so many different mm-hmm. people who are doing so many different mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. and it doesn't hurt to have a cello mm-hmm. as your like calling card. Right, and it was on my back this when I I'm met saying. Michael. Yeah. Right? And we're both buying wheatgrass. And we started talking, yeah. and then... <clears throat> He was like, I'm looking for a cellist for my album. Uh-huh. And and I was like, well, cool. And I said, I'll send you my website. And he walked off. But then like 30 seconds later, I got a text back. And he said, damn, you're the real deal or something like that. <laughs> yeah. You know? And I was like, yay. I, I, I know I am. Good to know that you actually <laughs> no, followed up. Yeah. No, I'm always trying. I mean, 
I feel I'm like people keep wanting to listen to my music, so I'll keep doing it. Yes, yes, please. Mm-hmm. That's you need to do that. Yeah. Can we let's speak in manifestation? Uh-huh. There's some manifesting going on with your arms and your muscle tone. Oh. <laughs> because if you hadn't had your cello on your back, I'd yeah. be like, is she a yoga instructor? Uh-huh. Is she a mixed martial uh-huh. artist? What uh-huh. the heck? What? Yeah. So let's let's talk yeah. about your fit, fit physique. Thank you. Yeah, you Thank look like you, you can fight. What's Thank you. <laughs> I do. I take fight. kickboxing. I told and you I she take could mixed bite. martial I arts, <laughs> and I dabbled in in kung fu at the Shaolin Institute for a little while too. Really? Yes, girl. So but I was just I, kidding. You're like, yeah, actually, I am a mixed martial artist. But I'm no, not. I'm not. I'm a baby beginner, but I appreciate it. Yes. So it's fun. It's great. Does mm-hmm. that um, level of dedication mirror or? Because I want to talk about how you started playing cello mm-hmm. and getting from from just knowing the instrument to becoming a professional. Mm-hmm. You know, how long have you been playing the cello? Oh, I've played thirty years. Wow! Yeah. So ever since you were just yeah. a wee one. Yeah, I was in the womb. Mm-hmm. In the womb <laughs> with a silent bee. <laughs> in the womb. Right. No. No. Yeah. Thirty years. It's been great. Yes. And classically so, trained, yes. but do you still do a lot? What, what's the balance of genre for you? Because clearly you play everything. So, yeah, cl- classically trained mm-hmm. and went through public school, private mm-hmm. lessons. Where? Public school in the Atlanta okay. area. Okay. And then also in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents were divorced mm-hmm. and, you know, sp- split time mm-hmm. and stuff. And anyway, so, but then. Uh, schooling went the the um music school but i i didn't really understand how to get into um like juilliard and oberlin and curtis and berkeley i mean they were such nuggets i mean they were i wish that you know i had explored it more but i just wasn't knowledgeable about what to do and Mm -hmm. but um yeah, I went to college and did music performance, and then I, I had a fabulous teacher, and I think that's really what it's about, too. Mm-hmm. And he really helped ground me. I'm not a very grounded person sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, and then in other ways, too grounded. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm working on myself. <laughs> balance. Yeah, it's balance. Balance and being um, honest with yourself. Yes, yes, <laughs> so, yes. Um, so let me yourself. get back on point here. See, <laughs> see what I'm talking about. Okay, so the question is about schooling. Yeah, how you went from I don't play cello at all to I am right. This is what I yeah. do. This is my life. Right. So I saw the cello being played in a public, like in a general assembly at school, mm-hmm. and then I went home and told my parents, "Hey, I signed up for cello. I'm going to mm-hmm. play cello." And I knew, like, in two months of playing that that I wanted to do it the rest of my life. Wow. The rest of my life. And I never knew, like, right at that moment where I would go, and I still yeah. don't know where I'm going, honestly. I just know that people like it. I like it. I just yeah. want to keep doing it. It's It makes me feel good. Like, we're talking about um, music altering our state, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know why that happens. Mm-hmm. I just have learned how to create it, you know? But I'm an enjoyer of music. Does that make sense? Like, I'm just as addicted as everybody else is to it. I'd like to take a moment now to brag on Electric Violin Shop once more. 
EBS also has an impressive selection of amps to accommodate the high-low spectrum of all of our instruments, including the Fishman Loudbox series. We just got the new battery-powered mini charge in stock. The Small But Mighty Bud by Henriksen Amps. Acoustic Image's full line of balanced richness, including the Coda, the Contra, the Chorus, and the Ten Two, and now featuring the Boss Katana series, a great choice for string players who want a really solid amp, but also are curious about venturing into the world of effects without having to navigate through the wide world of pedals. The effects are built right in. EVS also has a great selection of loop pedals and stations by Ditto, Boss, and Digitech and a wide array of pickups, effects, multi-effects and MIDI pedals, and other accessories to maximize your amplified experience. Something for every player, every playing style and budget. We've got it at EBS. For more information and store hours, please visit electricviolinshop.com, check us out on YouTube, and follow our Wednesday live series on Instagram and Facebook. And now, back to rock star cellist, Jen Cornell. I think what I find the most fascinating and in a lot of ways um, satisfying in watching, at least watching you play online, because mm. I haven't had the pleasure of seeing you live mm. yet. We gotta fix it. We gotta fix that. We gotta we'll fix get that. To you. We're, gonna, we're gonna fix that. <laughs> but I think um, it, what is what is so obviously transferable is your joy when you play. Mm. So many people. And I'm guilty of this a lot of times. I get caught up in the mechanics of playing mm. um, and or the frustration of not playing what's in my head, what's mm. in my heart. It doesn't yes. translate out my fingers. Yes, yes. yes. Um, but I see, and, and, and also to speak to the three letters of joy, because mm-hmm. when we were first corresponding, yes. that's in your signature, yes. it's on your website. Yes. These, this word is very yeah. important to you. It's very important. So let's talk about it. Okay, joy. let's do let's it. Let's talk about it. Yeah. So I think musically, what we are all striving for as musicians is to have complete freedom on our instruments so that that musical communication, our musical soul can communicate joy Mm -hmm. or deep sadness or anything else that we choose at Mm -hmm. the moment but um even when communicating like deep sadness there's a joy in it Mm -hmm. because it's our common human experience Mm -hmm. so when i talk about joy when i say enjoy in my signature i i personally the way it resonates with me is like that whole picture Mm -hmm. of the of the human experience it's like you know, there's there is some really shitty stuff that happens mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to all of us, but yeah. it, it's it's so beautiful. I'm a big fan of the the chapter on on uh, pain and sorrow in the Prophet by mm-hmm. Cahil Gibran, mm-hmm. and there's a sentence that is the lute not carved out by the knife, you know, mm-hmm. or can the something something you know about the carving of it, and that's the way I feel like we are as musicians mm-hmm. too, but. So for me, um, when I'm playing my cello, I, you know, I, I don't want to be focused on how perfect was this note, yeah. but more about like, what's the context, what am I communicating? And I have spent, like you were mentioning you're shy Mm -hmm. and I have spent a large portion of my life being stressed, Mm -hmm. being, um, 
controlling, being being some something that wasn't really me, and yeah. and musically too, because we're talking about like while we play, <clears throat> negative self speech is another aspect of it that I was like that shit's got to go, mm-hmm. like negative self speech. You're playing, and you're like, why didn't I get that note right? Or, God, every time I go there, I mean and just cutting that out yeah cutting that dialogue out for everything beyond even music yeah. is what what has also helped me with joy but still like being you know aware i've got a lot of improvement to do mm-hmm. tons we all musically do. <laughs> musically all do. everything right oh my gosh it it is um the the self speech mm-hmm. i don't know if it's like an automatic thing that we do um i don't know if it's a, a learned thing, mm-hmm. um, I know that it's it's important for, I mean, it is my hope that people, that as many people as possible get to a place mm-hmm. where they can celebrate, like, you know how you were talking about, mm-hmm. sometimes in this uh, stream of consciousness, mm-hmm. there's some really great stuff that comes out. Yeah. And sometimes it's like, whoa. Right. <laughs> like, hmm, well, that was a choice. Right. You know, you but. Just, yeah. The and I, this is I think about this with songwriting. It's like you're not always going to write a hit song, mm-hmm. but if you're writing every day, then mm-hmm. you're you're you all the the yes. stuff that's in the way of the mm-hmm. really really good yes. stuff. You're getting that out. Oh too. yeah, There's totally. Like this constant cleansing. Totally. So then when you think of like the, love the bad notes or why did I play that? Yeah. Is that how you write? You 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 like have set time every day. And I wish I did. Mm-hmm. I don't because my ego dictates that. Uh, my ego is still in the way, lots and lots. Mm. So when I'm not feeling inspired, mm-hmm. I don't write, and that's exactly yeah. when you should. When yeah. you don't feel yeah. like playing, yeah. that's when you should play. Yes, and I I actually I'm so glad we're talking about this because. This this is why I call it a devotion. Mm-hmm. Everyone's familiar in a spiritual practice mm-hmm. of a daily devotion. Mm-hmm. Music is a daily devotion. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's an every second devotion, mm-hmm. right? So, like, I agree with you entirely. I don't. I and and I think sometimes though it's not right to sit down and force ourselves mm-hmm. to play or write music. Sometimes you have to go dance. You or have to go you, take you a nap. You express yourself. <laughs> yes. You're right. Every, right. Every every moment is not always satisfied or remedied mm-hmm. um, or cured mm-hmm. with with the music that we make mm-hmm. or with cello. As beautiful and right, right. As Sometimes it is. we need to listen to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I need to listen mm-hmm. to other people a lot. Mm-hmm. I have to. Otherwise, you'll sound like yourself. Yeah. Do you listen to a lot of music? I do. Mm-hmm. I listen. I think with equal amounts, I listen to. Um, music, and I listen to nothing, mm-hmm. which is, is that listening still? I guess I th- it is, because I, I need think so. space. Because it's like um, listening to the universe. Yeah. You and know? there's, a, I mean, there's, the, the, the thing that we probably don't do enough of is giving our ears and our, ourselves, um, the gift of silence or the gift of memory mm-hmm. of what we just heard or maybe what we heard a little while ago. Mm-hmm. You know, the same way you can recall places and spaces visually. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if everybody can do this, but I just love taking a melody that I know I heard mm-hmm. and 
humming it instead mm-hmm. of going to the song and hearing the whole song because mm-hmm. there's a lot going on in a song that maybe you just want to hear the bass line mm-hmm. or maybe you just want to hear it just like lucid dreaming but with music yeah nice lucid dreaming Lucid dreaming. You guys, you should have seen now Jen's eye- eyeballs. It just got all glossy and big like this. I got excited. <laughs> you know what I think, too, I'm is like dreaming. the best sound system ever is in our head. I agree. Right? I agree. So if you're doing that, that's that's cool. I like it. That's where that silence comes. Like, for me, I, don't, I can't even say that it's really silence. It's just not exterior sound happening that mm-hmm. I'm listening to. I'm just kind of inside my head. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to ask you about this um, airport series where mm-hmm. you had that cool hat on, mm-hmm. and when you were done, I don't mm-hmm. know if that was just a passerby was like, that was excellent. Oh, it was so good. He was so excited <laughs> yeah. about what you were doing. That's what I freaking love about the job. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know why I call it a job. Is it a series? Is it like a series, yeah. or do you just like yeah. pop up at random places and say, No, say I've got a freaking FBI cleared badge, girl. Oh, excuse I me. Credentials. Credentials. <laughs> you got credentials. Can, I, can you call me the airport tonight so I can just walk I through? I know. I know the airport. <laughs> yes. That's yes. So, that's, so it's not busking, but it's like. What, it's, talk to me. What is yeah. what is the and where can we? It's what super terminal? exciting. <laughs> okay, it's really exciting. Atlanta and what airport. airport too. Yeah. Okay, the Atlanta Hartsfield International Airport, busiest okay. airport in the world. Techni- technically, yeah. officially. Yes, officially. Wow. Okay. More right. than two hundred fifty thousand passengers a day. Oh. God. Yeah. I mean, yes, it's an amazing place, but they decided at some point. I mean, years ago, they started valuing art art and music and they decided to to have like a concert series a oh, roster nice. of artists that changed the energy uh-huh. of the airport it's it's you know a place i know it's like my hometown now mm-hmm. it's awesome i go there four times a week wow four times a week mm-hmm. that is so cool and you're changing people's because to talk about changing mm-hmm. people's energy at the airport yeah. That's mm-hmm. a big deal. Yes. It's a big deal on a regular day. Forget right. about when there's weather issues or heat or canceled right. flights. But we all know what it feels like mm-hmm. when you have a three-hour layover that you didn't plan on mm-hmm. and you're super tired. Or you're going to miss or, something yes, that's happening. Who knows? There's... Anything. I've met so many amazing people. Mm-hmm. And it's a place of connections, literally. Mm-hmm. But so, it's you know, we were talking about like... Um, like devotion in Mm -hmm. art and then like sitting down to repeat composing and practicing the airport has afforded me this opportunity to do that it's actually the first time and and um for me that i had like a regular job Mm -hmm. but it's still my art it's a fascinating growth for me as an artist because Mm -hmm. i go and I perform and I also practice new things Mm -hmm. in front of the public Mm -hmm. you know no fear no fear four times a week for (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know for a three-hour gig that's your three-hour gig um, parameters that you were talking about that you can be free within yeah it is isn't it and no wonder I like it too (laughs) I didn't even think about it thanks for mentioning that that's an awesome that's an awesome point and then like I choose where I want to go based on what I feel like the energy is per concourse and I can you know I go through TSA with my badge and then I 
then I just go wherever it's, it feels right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> On Sundays, I have a set place, Concourse E, but I mean, the airport's huge, mm-hmm. and that's that's what that's about. It's for that me, so cool. yeah, for me, it's about connection, mm-hmm. and it that's where I met. Uh, Michael Malarkey, the vampire, mm-hmm. the vampire. <laughs> that's where I met my mentor. I mean, I, you know, there's all sorts of wonderful people that I've met there mm-hmm. and all of us as artists, we, that's really where it touches us and mm-hmm. we can have a sense of purpose mm-hmm. as an artist. Um, and for me, I have, we, we were talking about joy. I have this overwhelming joy that I will feel when I know that I'm connecting to people's hearts. Mm-hmm. It's it's really intoxicating. Mm-hmm. That's why I keep going back. It's interesting to put yourself in that perspective um, or even the, in the capacity and know very clearly mm-hmm. what your capacity is for for this world we live in. Mm-hmm. You know, that you are shifting people's energy mm-hmm. and you're shifting your own energy. And in that mm-hmm. way, the same way, you know, in villages we have the healers mm-hmm. and you are that. There's like a salve that comes through I, your instrument. I love that you just said that because I was just talking to my best friend mm-hmm. like two days ago. And she was she was talking about, you know, biblical you know people that used music for healing and 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 I think you're right I think that we are healers Mm -hmm. how did you how did you when did you discover that there was more going on than just Bach and Beethoven and Ravel and Popper oh it's such a great question (laughs) so like I'm still a total nerd you know what I mean or you know what again I say there's more going on there is we got to go back to those basics to keep us honest but when did you like Mm -hmm. get off the page and Mm -hmm. say I got more to say than I know what other people are saying yeah so um I mean, the first time I got off the page was in in a high school project where I wanted to express what the Big Bang might have felt or sounded like. Mm-hmm. So I made a recording of that. Mm-hmm. That's the very first time I wow. ever created anything from my own yeah. being, right? Yeah. And I mean, it was probably nothing to speak of, but I remember it was pretty pretty exciting to do mm-hmm. that. And then I really didn't think much about it, and I was on the hardcore classical and didn't really listen to much more than classical for pretty much middle school middle school through like high school mm-hmm. and then it kind of came into a pretty big uh like head mm-hmm. in college mm-hmm. and in college is when like technique really started to come together mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. it was really all over the place until college mm-hmm. and i mentioned what a great teacher i ended up having Mm -hmm. and that's what I meant when I talked about being grounded is that like I meant it in my playing Mm -hmm. you know like you know you got all this energy you got this passion people used to talk about like wow if I had your tone but I had like zero control over what I was doing and anyway so branching out saying wow there's a whole other world I knew there was another world before I got so sucked into this awesome just classical technique yeah and going back to our idea of freedom, that's that's when I was like, wait, I've really spent all this time 
to learning the instrument and the technique, I want to just get back to like what I want to express musically. Mm -hmm. Am I being satisfied and our audience is being satisfied if I play Vivaldi? And the answer is yes, but it's not always enough. And it wasn't enough for me, mm -hmm. honestly. It's awesome. Like you said, we go back to it. It mm -hmm. is freaking awesome. Uh, but um, that freedom of like just stream of consciousness or creating a groove. I don't know. I just ha I wanted to burst out more too. And like that was probably what s started it was that like I had this. I remember, th you know, I had already started writing music with the first project I started um, with the guitarist Montana Skies but it was really this one song called Gringo Flamenco mm -hmm. and I knew I wanted to have a killer solo in it that and it. something happened it. Mm -hmm. I like went into the bedroom shut the door and it came from inside of me mm -hmm. which is where everything comes from mm -hmm. For all of us, mm -hmm. in all of our choices and everything, even if we're playing classical, mm -hmm. you know, it's gotta come. It's valid. From it's your gut great. Inside, yeah. yes. It's freaking awesome. But like, I just hadn't tapped into it until mm -hmm. that moment. Mm -hmm. Just didn't know what that really felt like. It's kind of like just knowing yourself, you know. Yeah. yeah. So that's when I started to branch out, and that was after college, honestly. So like, somewhere in college, started when I started to have the freedom mm -hmm. to actually express myself. Mm -hmm. Then the freedom was there, gifted to me, you know, or learned or earned. I don't know for sure, but but then, but then it was somewhere after college, you know, mm -hmm. that I was like, I want to really start doing things, and it felt good, mm -hmm. felt really good. Mm -hmm. And then when I finished the Montana Skies project, I had a new reinvigoration, a whole new level that has happened for me with just, you know, being Jen Cornell and, you know, everything that I'm doing now, I write all by, you know, all by myself. Mm -hmm. But, but then that, that I think can inspire other people that want to join me. Mm -hmm. And I'm honored to have other people join me. Mm -hmm. And then they add their unique thing. And it's like, it, we're all, you know, I don't know. It's it's very very it's exciting. It's like these sort of concentric rings. Like yeah. here is the nucleus, mm -hmm. and then you start attracting mm -hmm. these different components that just sort of build and build mm -hmm. and build. And if I were really honest with myself, I I do believe that it's less about what I want and more about what the music wants. Oh, I love that you just said that. I think that's really, I really think that's, that's true. That's <laughs> really, that's cool. I like that. But I think you're right. It's like, as an artist, though, we have to feel like there's a reason why we're making what we do. Yeah. We all know about the sophomore album, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> so I'm already, Still working on I'm <laughs> already feeling out what my second album mm -hmm. direction might be. I mean, obviously we know that as artists, we don't know for sure. Like, right. I don't know what it's going to feel like, mm -hmm. but I know I have my first album composed mm -hmm. and I, you know what I want to say with that. Mm -hmm. But this second album and just for show development too, like when, mm -hmm. when performing a show, I don't know about you. I don't want to repeat the exact same show no. over and over again. No. You know, so you have Why to would you keep do that? doing new Live. music. Right. You have to get new music. 
And that's one reason that I knew like my previous project had stalled out too. It's mm. like if you stop having new music, I mean, it's over. Just stop. Just stop. Period. That's it. Yeah. I appreciate you inviting me to mm. your space. Definitely. To have this conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been my pleasure. I mean it. I want you to tell me before we end mm-hmm. um, how we can find your music, how we can learn more about you, mm-hmm. if you have any upcomings that you want us to know about. Mm. Okay, so people can connect with me at jencello.com, J-E-N-N-C-E-L-L-O, and jencello is my Instagram name. Okay. Jencello is taken on Facebook. Dad. Who is it? Who is she? Uh, I Who don't is know. She? Let's find I don't her. Know. I love her. <laughs> um, so I'm me. I'm Jen uh-huh. Cornell Cellist okay. on Facebook. Okay. Yeah. Just Jen Cornell. And um, on my website, I have videos and an email list. And um, um, and the, the album, recording the album, that's yes. exciting. We yeah. are looking forward to that. Will you let yeah. us know? Mm-hmm. You just have yes. to like send Thank Electric you. Violin Shop a note saying, it's here. Here we go. <laughs> Project out now. Listen, you're welcome. <laughs> I shall. Now I got your digits. Yes. So. <laughs> Well, I thank you so much thank for your you. time thank and for you. your insight and for your joy. This was this was just um, and for doing this on such short notice. Oh, I really of course. appreciate that. Thank you. I'm so glad we got to meet in person, like for real. Thank you, friends, for tuning into our latest episode of Rockstar Violinist. This time featuring Atlanta-based rockstar cellist Jen Cornell. EVS is committed to introducing you to string players who rock out on more than just violin. As you heard, cellists are getting it done in meaningful ways, too. Stay tuned for our next episode in the upcoming weeks. I'm Shauna Tucker. Thanks again for listening.